Hi everybody and God bless you. Before we get into what I want to share with you today, um, let me read with you a couple of things that will help us springboard into it and which is why my attention was called to it and why the Lord started speaking to me and why I want to share it with you. And this I hope will set your mind on the right path as it has mine um, before these things happen at least here in America, and if you're somewhere else in the world where I know some people are listening, um, this is specifically for places that are being um, persecuted and silenced heavily already, such as in China and other places. There are two very similar articles that are not by the same company, but or the same website. The first one says, a long-standing Christian website ceased its operation recently after more than 20 years amid an ongoing religious crackdown against Christianity in China. ICC, which stands for International Christian Concern, reported that Jonah Home, J-O-N-A, notified its readers last April 12th on its website, saying, due to reasons known to everyone, that's a key phrase. From now on, our site can no longer serve brothers and sisters in Christ. Thanks to all of you for your company and support in the past 21 years. When you go to this site, or so another um, article says, this is the message that the Chinese have set up in their own language for those who log on to what used to be Jonah Home. It says, the disappearance of a website is merely a disappearance of a website. It does not carry any meaning, except that the website link can no longer be opened. There's nothing else which has stopped at that moment. Need not to be concerned, and just keep walking. Pretty strange, huh? According to the same ICC, the International Christian Concern, the Jonah Home website users shared their sentiments on Baidu Taiba, a Chinese communication platform, wondering what caused the shutdown of the Christian website. Some users speculated, the closure has nothing to do with your laptop. You should know the reason. The Chinese Christian Fellowship of Righteousness said, the closure of Jonah Home reflects how the Chinese authorities clamp down on Christianity. We feel sad from the bottom of our hearts about the closure of such a website. Certainly, this is the most direct result of how China is currently persecuting and oppressing religious freedom. The Chinese State Administration for Religious Affairs scheduled a ban on unauthorized online religious activities in China, which took effect last March of this year, 2022. Based on the report, religious groups should first obtain an internet religious service permit before conducting a religious activity online, either streaming or publishing sermons. They also prohibited fundraising of any organization or individual in the name of religion online. According to 
Bitter Winter, which is an online magazine which covers religious freedoms and human rights in China. Um, the new measure was enacted following President Xi Jinping's complaints about how the internet and social media can be used to what he calls advertise religion easily. The new measure only allowed five legally established, they say, organizations. They include the Buddhist Association of China, of course, the Chinese Taoist Association, of course, the Islamic Association of China, kind of strange, but anti-Christian, so I guess that makes sense, the Protestant Three Self-Patriotic Movement. Now, I looked that up before I even heard of this. I heard about it recently, but I didn't see this article, and I kind of already forget what it is, but it's not Christian, even though it says Protestant, so it's kind of weird. But if you want to look it up, it's called the Protestant Three Self-Patriotic Movement. And, last but not least, the Chinese Patriotic Catholic Association. These five only are allowed to do these things under the new measure online by China, but they have to obtain a license to distribute religious content online. And this is really not that far-fetched because we know that in places like Russia and other places, and in China too, there are only, they say they have religious freedom, and I don't say this sarcastically, but truthfully, but it's only to the extent that they share that freedom. In other words, we're going to allow state religions, but only certain ones, ones that we've approved of, ones that we've put borders and markers and boundaries around. And if you don't pick one of those and then um, decide to submit to or surrender your activities according to the boundaries we have set forth, then you're not going to be allowed to do it. So they're really taking the same concept, just going a step further. And China's probably not the only one to be singled out, but if you've heard it all, they're really becoming a, a horrible state. And I think um, they may end up getting a big hold on the world right now through the WEF, the World Economic Forum, and America's uh, Biden's administration, and other things that are globally related. So it'll be something to watch out for. But that's not the purpose of my ministry. The purpose is just to tell you that this came to my mind, or it came to my knowledge. Uh, as a matter of course, I'm sure through the Lord, I thought it was, you know, just something that came across my news feed or something that just came to me online that I happened to notice. But it's a particular concern because they are shutting down a particular Christian well-known website and it said, and their only explanation for it is the disappearance of a website is merely a disappearance of a website. It doesn't carry any meaning, except that the website link can no longer be opened. There's nothing else which has been stopped at this moment. You don't need to be concerned, just keep on walking. That's very strange. The article continues, and it's short. The five organizations were all subject to surveillance and limitations. They were allowed to broadcast sermons and lessons, yet the authorities will check if they published any sinicized content. The censorship of their contents will make sure that these organizations were aligned with socialist values, support the party, and were not intended as proselytization 
tools. That means no evangelizing. Religious universities and colleges were also allowed to publish online content solely to their students. No religious content to minors or induce minors to believe in religion or it will lead to the termination of the license issued by the government. Organizations without the license were prohibited to share any images or comments or religious ceremonies such as worshiping Buddha, burning incense, taking ordination, chanting, worship, mass, and baptisms. The ICC appealed to leaders, we must continue to call on our leadership to prioritize human rights and religious freedom as a condition of our future relationship with China. Okay. The second one, which is shorter, is from Open Door USA, which is an organization, if you're not familiar with, that I have recently, over the past few months, become more familiar with and devoted myself to a little bit. Um, they are kind of like... Um, Voice of the Martyrs in a way as to their purpose. They want to see that things are open and not shut, which means they're dealing with persecution and those kinds of things religiously, especially towards Christianity. It says, China tries to permanently block the gospel. On April 12th, a popular Chinese Christian website, again, Jonah Home, was shut down by the government after more than 20 years online. When visiting the site's former address, users receive an eerie message. And again, they say the disappearance of a website is merely a disappearance of a website. It does not carry any other meaning. You need not be concerned. Just keep walking. Friends, they say, it's clear that the Chinese government wants to avoid being viewed as restrictive and controlling. But reports of this nature are happening again and again. We must not ignore what this means for our Chinese brothers and sisters. Yes, many of them depend on these websites as their only source of Christian fellowship and resources. That narrows our message down a little bit. These shutdowns have increased due to the new Measures for the Administration of Internet Religious Information Services, quote-unquote, which came into force in China on March 1, 2022. These measures require internet users who wish to post religious content to first obtain a permit. Only the five state-approved religions that we mentioned before in the other article can get those licenses. As a result, long-running websites have been forced off the internet. Those regulations specifically include the following, quote, No organization or individual shall preach their religions, conduct religious training, post or repost sermons or scripture preaching, conduct religious activities or live stream or post tests, pictures, or recorded videos of religious rituals including services, worshiping, incense burning, monkhood anointment, scripture chanting, mass, or baptism on the internet. And it says, friends, the Chinese government feels threatened by the, threat, by the spread of the gospel, but this only reveals how powerfully God is moving. After all, and it reminds us, 1 Corinthians 1.18 tells us how offensive Jesus is to those who don't believe. And it says, that passage says that 
that line, that scripture, that verse, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to those of us who are being saved, it's the power of God. Lord, they end in prayer, in every generation, your people have found ways to communicate your gospel to each other, and to encourage and to sustain one another. And in every generation, the enemy seeks to silence those voices. You are bigger than Chinese government control. You see farther than their cameras and know the hearts of the people there. Hear their cries and ours that they be allowed to worship you in freedom and share you without fear. Now when I read those, the Lord immediately put this in my mind. And again, I would not have come with this, uh, put this otherwise. And I know I've read it before, but I don't think I put it together this way, but in our, the time in which we live, this is the way we need to view it, even if it wasn't meant, to, I think it was meant this originally, to tell you the truth, slightly differently, but pretty much the same in principle. I'm titling this message based on the scripture, The Word is in you, and so is the teacher. Now, I want to look at 1 John chapter 2, verses 18 through 27 but especially 20, and then 26 and 27. Verses 26 and 27 say this, and it packs a punch. I write these things to you about those who are trying to deceive you. But the anointing, keyword, that you received from him abides in you, and you have no need that anyone should teach you. Remember that, but hang on to it. But as his anointing, there it is again, teaches you about everything, and is true, and is no lie, just as it has been taught you, abide in him. So we've got the words deceive. We've got the word anointing a couple of times, and it's important. We've got the word abide, or abides a couple of times. That's important. And then you've got the phrase, which I don't want you to misinterpret. You, sh- you have no need that anyone should teach you. Yes, it means what it says, but maybe not like you're thinking, or I originally had thought. Let's go to verse 20. But you have been anointed by the Holy One. That's God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit. And you all have knowledge. Now, this knowledge is referring to scriptural knowledge, biblical wisdom, truth that only comes from God, the one true God, Jesus Christ. Now, to, to set those terms apart, okay, the first one we came across was deceive. And that means, in the Greek, to cause to wander, not wonder, but wander, like walk around aimlessly, to lead astray, to get off course is a good one. To deviate from the correct path. That's another good one. Roaming into error. Wandering and being misled. So when it says, I write these things to you about those who are trying to deceive you, what that means is, I'm writing these things to you about those who are trying to make you wander or trying to lead you astray or get you off course, deviate you from the path that you're on, make you roam into error, Theologically and doctrinally, make you wander and misleading you. Okay, these are all sinful things and come from the devil and your own flesh and from society too that are not saved. Then we mentioned the word anointing or anoint, 
and it happens a couple of times. That means referring to the teaching ministry of the Holy Spirit. Here's where we get a little bit closer. Guiding the receptive believer into the fullness of God's preferred will. This functions through faith, God inwardly persuading the believer of his preferences. It also means unction, if you've ever heard that before. Now that means it's to, it's a smearing on of an ointment. And it is part of an inaugural ceremony for priests. Um, they were regarded as being, when this happened, they were regarded as being um, endued with the Holy Spirit and divine gifts. Okay, It also meant to endow or provide with a quality of or, or ability excuse me okay so what it means when it says you've been anointed it means as we talked about before verse 20 you've been anointed by the Holy One okay that's God that's Jesus that's the Holy Spirit okay and the anointing is a manner in which the Holy Spirit has been or placed on you, even though you're a believer and he already lives in you, there's a special anointing that gets put on you by God so that you can function in a way more powerfully than you would, certainly as a regular human being, because you wouldn't do it at all, but even as a nominal Christian. So there's an, there's an anointing, some, a special power, a special ability given to you when oil or ointment is 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 placed on you so that's why if you ever wonder why someone lays hand on hands on you that is a form of anointing if it takes place correctly and i don't mean that in terms of um what they do or how they do it but i mean with their hearts in the right place and their purpose being pure otherwise it's not an anointing it's a fake anointing it looks like one it's called one but it's not okay then we talked about the word abide a couple of times of course that probably already know what that means but it means to stay to remain, to wait and to wait for, to continue rather than do it part of the way, to endure, which means even when it's tough to keep going, to stand, not to move around to keep walking or walk backwards, something that's lasting and something that lives. Now, that other verse, okay, when it says you have no need that anyone should teach you, Remember, John 16, 13 says that whatever he hears, this time about the Holy Spirit, whatever he hears from the Father, he will speak. He will not speak on his own authority. Jesus said the same thing. But from the Father's authority. And he will guide you, it says, into all truth. And that word guide in the Greek also means not just to guide, but to instruct and to teach. Okay, so the ministry of the Holy Spirit, especially when you're anointed by him, is for him to, to light upon you, so to speak, in the way that gives you an empowerment to be receptive to his teaching. And this is necessary because, especially what's going on in China, and the point of this is if you're going to get in a place, which I hope none of you are or will, but if you're in a place where you're in a prison, or you don't have a Bible, or you've been excommunicated from your village, or your community, or something like that, or from your family, whatever, and you don't have a pastor, 
or you're without a church, or you don't have a preacher, or you don't have biblical materials, or you don't have a copy of the Bible, or you're being restricted on the internet, okay? In these types of cases where people are trying to deceive you, okay, they're trying to cause you to wonder, to get off the path, to lead you astray, to get you off course, to deviate from the correct path, to roam into error, to wander, to be misled, all those things, in those instances, don't fear because you have the Holy Spirit living in, on the inside of you and you've been anointed by the Holy One and the Spirit who hears from God and repeats only what God says is here to guide you, instruct you, and to teach you in all truth. That's what it means. You have no need that anyone should teach you. So in other words, you find yourself in those places rather than worry or becoming anxious. You should rest and say, the, the source of all things is the one that's indwelling me, and he himself will teach me if I don't have these other things, like pastors and preachers and internet and, and my Bible and, and things. You don't have to worry if you're without those things, because it's the spirit within you who is going to anoint you and teach you everything you need directly from himself, by himself. And these verses are telling us, like I said before, okay, that we don't need, in these instances, true pastors to do earthly shepherding and preaching and teaching. That would be an incorrect interpretation of the passage on itself at face value. But if that were the case, the whole books of First and Second Timothy, and even Titus, would be completely unnecessary because Paul is writing them to tell them how to run a church, how to shepherd a people. In fact, he, um, in 1 Timothy 4.13, Paul, the apostle, okay, he gives clear instructions to Timothy, saying, Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to exhortation, and to teaching. Okay, to not do what we were complete, com plainly, plainly commanded to do in Scripture, the Bible, the authoritative word of God, is sin. Okay. What John is communicating is that what we read about and what Chinese believers and others in anti-Christian nations, what they experience on a continual basis, and those in prison for the gospel, as we just mentioned, live under um, this need. They need not be soulfully tormented, I could say, or be truth deprived. They don't need to think that because the passage is assuring us that if or when such a time comes upon us as individuals or Christ's global body itself, which both are happening right now, we don't need to feel as if we're being suffocated by a lack of life-sustaining word of truth of Almighty God. You can understand it completely. But this is meant as a word of comfort, a word of peace and assurance from the Lord, a word of hope. Okay, He says, if you're finding yourself without any of these things that you rely on, and you should when they're available to you, but they're not your primary source. They're honorable vessels that I have molded and shaped, God says, and I have consecrated them, set them apart for my use. I've made them holy, and I am using them as my vessels, them as my mouthpieces, okay? But when those aren't available, 
rather than panic or let the devil start lying to you or let the fl your flesh get the better of you, let your circumstances, which are totally understandable, not pointing the finger, not saying I wouldn't be the same way. And I'm reminding myself of this because I need to learn this too. We need to remember this very important verse. We, When we find ourselves in this situation or situations like these, then we are to, to say, Thank you, Holy Spirit, because you're anointing me, you live in me, and you say that when I have contact and access to you, I have no need that anyone else should teach me, because you yourself are the, my teacher, my guide, my instructor. Okay, indeed, verse 20 tells us we have been anointed. You remember that? Okay, and that was by the Holy One himself, praise God. And we learned that this anointing refers in large part to the teaching ministry of the Holy Spirit. Verse 27 tells us directly, if you'll remember, that the anointing that you receive from him abides. It means lives, dwells, stays, remains in you. And that's why at times when we are in situations where we have, again, like I say, I'm going to continue to repeat this, with no church or pastor or even a Bible, we need not lose hope or despair or be anxious. The Word of God, you have no need that anyone should teach you, but His anointing teaches you about everything and is true and is no lie, just as it is been taught to you, abide in him. And remember, you are a temple of the Holy Spirit, 1 Corinthians 6, 19 says, and then he dwells within you. And then God himself has given, you, has given you his spirit as a guarantee, as a deposit in our hearts, 2 Corinthians 1, 22 says. This is the message the Lord has given to me, and I gladly and intentionally share it with you. Verses 18 and 19 were true and were written to the early church, our pioneering brothers and sisters, 2,000 years ago. How much more true and urgent for us today as we get closer and closer to the end. Those words say, Children, it is the last hour. And as you have heard that Antichrist is coming, so now many Antichrists have come. Therefore we know it is the last hour. Let me read that again. Children, that means body of Christ, it is the last hour. And as you have heard that Antichrist is coming, so now many Antichrists have come. Therefore we know it is the last hour. They said that 2,000 years ago. How much more can we say that today? Verses 24 and 25 continue by prompting us, Let what you heard from the beginning abide in you. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, stays in you, remains in you, then you too will abide in the Father and in the Son. And this is the promise he made to us, eternal life. Abide, abides, abide again, three times in this short passage. He's telling us 
assuring us and comforting us. If we abide in him, he will abide in us and his spirit abides in us and teaches us. John 16, Jesus tells the disciples he's going away to be with the Father. Do you remember that? And he is the word. So if you don't have your printed Bible, the disciples didn't have theirs either. They didn't even have one. Okay, but they had their living Bible, Jesus Christ, whom we have also. But he tells them, as we said before, verses 13 and 14, encourage us. Encourage us. This way. Jesus himself says, when the spirit of truth comes, whom I will send, it says in verse 7, he will guide you or teach you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears from the Father, he will speak. So Jesus is at the Father's right hand. He sent his Spirit to dwell in us, and the same Spirit teaches us all things we need to know. So if we find ourselves without a church, a building, without a Bible, without a pastor or a preacher, and even without the internet, like these poor Chinese brothers and sisters, whom we need to lift up, by the way, we and they have the Holy Spirit. No one can... can how do I say this? No one can take him away from us. He dwells in you. He has been guaranteed. He is a deposit. He is in you. God has anointed us by giving him to us, who is the teacher of all truth, the instructor, the guide of all truth. Yes, we want to avail ourselves of these tools that we have, but they should never be a replacement for the original who lives inside of us. And take comfort in this, please. Rest in this. Cling to this, brothers and sisters, especially in China, North Korea, India, Nigeria, and other places that I've read about. This is a word to prepare us here in America, but it's a word for you even today. Love, much love in Christ. Amen and amen. Okay? The Spirit lives in you. You have no need that any man should teach you if you can't avail yourself of that. You have the source, the anointing, the power of the Holy Spirit who the Father sent and tells and talks to and he speaks to us from within us when nobody else can hear us and we can hear him. We have the original source, the teacher himself, inside of us. And in those cases where we can't avail ourselves of the things that God wants us to have, Teachers, pastors, preachers, evangelists, the Bible, internet, CDs, uh, MP3 players, you name it. Whatever you use to get your source of fellowship and religious teachings from, Christian teachings from. If you can't have those for a time or a season or for the foreseeable future, don't despair. Don't feel isolated and suffocated by those who are trying to choke off your spiritual food supply. The Bible says... You have no need that any man should teach you. 
you have the anointing of the Holy Spirit who has been anointed by the Father himself dwelling in you. You are his temple. He is not going to leave his temple and he is going to give you the nutrients that you need daily, moment by moment, hour by hour, year by year, however long it takes. Rest in that, brothers and sisters. Rest and take comfort and say hallelujah to that. God bless you.